This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Zneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. Okay, so the story we are about to tell you now is just about the ultimate in an airline nightmare story. It happened to Victoria Russell, and in the interest of full disclosure, Victoria is a friend of mine. And on Saturday, she went to the airport to catch a flight to Miami to hook up to a cruise to the Galapagos, which obviously was a big thing that she'd been saving up for. She checked in. She paid an extra fee for overweight bags. But while they took her money, no one told her that the flight was oversold and she may be kicked off Uh, because... If she had been told when she was checking in, she could have taken a different flight from another airline. Instead, she was checked in, her bags were put on the flight, she got a boarding pass, and then she got a really rude agent at the gate demanding to see proof that she had paid for this flight. Went through customs. Victoria is here to tell her story. Hi, Vicki. Hi, how you doing? Fine. Okay. So uh, fill us in. All right. Um, I got to the airport about uh, two and a half hours early because I like to be early and, and uh, there, there wasn't a lineup at the check-in desk. So I went in, had a nice chat with the agent there and was telling her where I was going. Uh, she didn't mention that the flight was oversold. Uh, she gave me a, a boarding pass. Um, she asked for the money for the to check the suitcase, which I paid. And I got a receipt for the, the baggage and then went through uh, immigration security and waited. There were no announcements. Nothing was said. And it was only when I went to the actual gate to try to get on the plane um, that the agent stopped me and said, oh, no, the, you're not going on the flight. The flight's oversold. And I said, well, I had bought the ticket back in January. I paid full fare. It just said on the ticket uh, that seats would be assigned at the airport, and everything was paid for. And I told her that time was of the essence. I was trying to get down to Miami in order to get the uh, the, the cruise uh, to Galapagos. Um, and the, the agent became more agitated and said that she didn't think that I had paid for the ticket. Um, which caused me to get, uh, it was very upsetting because I hadn't. Um, of she course said, you had. Yeah, and she said, prove it. So I had booked, uh, this was through uh, National Geographic and their partner, Limblad Expeditions, who are located in New York City. Fortunately, I had my cell phone. I called New York. Fortunately, they were open. And I said, can you send me an email me an, an invoice to show that I've paid? Uh, so, And I also said, I'm having trouble. They're telling me that the flight could be oversold. I said, start looking into other flights. But at this point, it was getting closer to the departure time, which was just a few minutes before 11. Um, the agent couldn't have been, I think, more rude. Um, I'm a senior. I was traveling on my own. She told me to get away from the desk, away from her, about 15 meters. Uh, she raised her voice. And then she I'm said, sure now I know you pretty well. You're not somebody who raises your voice. <laughs> and uh, and the, the, the fact that she was uh, saying that I hadn't paid for the ticket 
which I, I didn't understand. I finally got the email and showed it to her, and then she became quiet. But at that point, the flight had left. So I said, what am I supposed to do? It's now 11 o'clock. I'm trying to get down to Miami. I'm supposed to be on another flight from Miami at 620. Um, what, what can I do? Where are my bags? And she just shrugged and said, you'll have to speak to customer relations. She pointed to another part of the terminal. I went to the other part of the terminal. I had to wait in line. By that point, it was 1130, quarter to 12. And the agent started to look and she said she didn't know what she could do. I was also calling back and forth to New York to see if there could be any Okay, other so uh, I want to open up the phone lines because I bet that there are people out there who have also had trouble. And I've encountered people who have had a similar kind of trouble, though not as bad, because it didn't result in losing an expensive holiday, uh, which uh, is, I mean, who knows if you'll get any of your money back. Um, Because there's this issue where you buy a ticket, and if you don't pay the extra money to buy a seat uh, in advance, uh, and you don't get, if I mean, then they can bump you. They oversell them purposely, and they bump you. The the thing that I really don't understand is how you can get a boarding pass without anybody telling you, this flight is oversold, you might be bumped, um, I'm not giving you a seat. I mean, that to me is incredible. But anyway, if, if people have had a problem with this, uh, because maybe they think they've paid enough for the seat and they don't want to pay another 25 bucks or whatever it is, Give us a call or give us a call what you think if you've had other bad experiences. The number's 416-360-0740, toll-free, 1-866-744-740. I'm talking to Victoria Russell about uh, what I think is just about the ultimate airline nightmare story. She's got a fully paid ticket to Miami to catch up with, you know, the holiday of a lifetime, a cruise, and she gets bumped off this flight that she has paid for months ago. Yeah, and I think and even uh, on the ticket itself, it said seats are going to be assigned at at the airport, like when I would get there. So there was nothing that I was supposed to do in advance. When I did check in, they didn't tell me that it had been oversold. They didn't. They took my money for the the baggage. So um, I think there were a series of errors. I, I mean, most of all, with an airline, you want it to be safe, and that's great. Air Canada is, but there's also an element of customer relations. This is Air this Canada, was, by was the way. Yeah. Okay, now. Um, did you get in touch with Air Canada? I did. Um, I, I Well, I spent the time at the customer relations desk on Saturday. Um, they weren't able to find my suitcase until about 2 o'clock that afternoon. So that um, you couldn't have, you know, that that would have impeded you from getting another flight, yeah. even if there was another one to get. Yeah. So it was just a series of uh, errors, I think, on their part. If they had told me right at 8.15 when I checked in that the, the flight was oversold, that would have been one thing. But there was the problem at the check-in desk that they didn't tell me, the problem at the gate with being treated very rudely, and then before the flight left, and then after the flight where the, the agent had no interest in helping me, and I was directed to another part of the, um, of the terminal, and then waiting in line at the customer relations desk uh, at the terminal until mid-afternoon. So did Air Canada tell you they would investigate, or what did they tell you? Uh, they said that uh, they gave me a receipt and said that Air Canada would mail me uh, $800 for the, re- 
the, the, the cost of the flight. Um, and I said, well, I, I, that wasn't really acceptable to me. Um, and they said, well, I'd have to email or fax uh, a, uh, a customer relations department, which is located in Calgary. There was no phone number. Um, I faxed all my documents uh, on Sunday morning. Um, I then filled an online form on Monday. I still haven't heard anything. Okay, so um, we got in touch with Air Canada. We heard back from them a little bit faster than that. They tried to get us uh, to delay telling this story because they said they needed more than the morning to investigate. But obviously, they have had more than the morning to investigate since you got in touch with them. Yes, I sent Sunday them copies of my boarding and, pass copies. And of Monday. So uh, our claim. message to Air Canada is uh, we will certainly be glad to air your side of the story uh, when you're ready with it. Um, and obviously... Um, it's it's a little quicker if you're going to the media than if you're just just I say in quotes a, a good customer paying full fare. I mean this this to me is uh, you've you've lost like a, a a lot of money and you've obviously made arrangements to be away and all of that. Yeah, yeah, it was very disappointing. Um, we have on the line Patrick Soika, who is uh, an airline consumer advocate. Hi, Patrick. Hi, Libby. Thanks for having me on your show. Okay. Well, thanks for coming on the show. Uh, What do you make of this story? Oh, it sounds like a customer service nightmare. Um, You know, when you first approached me, I didn't realize all the details that went on in this. And this this is pretty pretty sad for, you know, for your friend there to, to go through this, especially on the customer service side. I mean, overbooking is pretty standard with most major airlines because they don't know who's actually going to show up because you do get a lot of business travelers who are booking these um, fully refundable or changeable fares. Mm-hmm. And that is why when you first check in, that's why a lot of times you don't hear or know about uh, a flight being oversold. It's once everybody starts showing up at the airport and checking in that they realize, okay, so more people have shown up, you know, that we have overbooked this. So now we're going to have to get people um, to, to volunteer voluntarily give up their seat. Now, that's what they should have done at the gate first, was to be asked for volunteers. Um, and if nobody comes up and volunteers to give up their seat, then they can do what's called IDB, or involuntary denied boarding. And and that's where they, they kind of have to leave some people behind. So, of course, the plane doesn't have enough seats. And usually that falls under or falls to the people who paid the cheapest fare or those who checked in the latest. Um, that's not always the case, but that's kind of... I guess the the basics. Now, is it, behind it is there an issue with whether you've uh, got if you didn't have an assigned seat when you arrived at the airport? Yeah, uh, that can be as well. If you don't have an assigned seat yet, it's very possible that they assigned all the seats to other people, and those that are that are overbooked did not have those seats. And now, I know she bought this the tickets through a travel agent through National Geographic. Um, but she should have been able to still to go on 24 hours before your flight, and you can check in online and, and pick a seat. Um, so my advice to anybody listening right now for future is to try and always check in the, the sooner the better. And, and if you have the, the ability or possibility to get a seat beforehand, either pay for a seat when you, when you first book your ticket or if you're buying a fare that includes uh, your seat selection, pick those seats right away. These are just little things that'll help you get to that point, but that's not always the case. I, I, it happened to me uh, a few months, oh, probably close to a year ago, I was flying to Toronto or to Calgary, and I did end up getting my seat, but they told me that my I didn't have a seat, even though I had 
pre-selected one and, and done everything that I just said that you're supposed to do. So it doesn't always work, but those are just kind of the things to, to keep you from, you know, being one of those. And And you know what? To me, this is completely egregious. First of all, $800 to Miami does not sound like a cheap fare. Yeah. It, was, that, it, it worked out, I think it was about 435 so they were giving me that back plus extra. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, so, yeah. okay. So even if it was, and I do remember uh, from the distant past, you know, a, a number of occasions where they ask for people to voluntarily get off the plane in exchange for Whatever. I mean, I remember when I was younger, a couple of times I took them on uh, because it was no big deal. Uh, And I think that to select somebody after they have explained that they have a a connection and it's an expensive connection, I I think that that's almost just meanness because, uh, you know, uh, it's one thing to be a little late to Miami and another to miss an entire paid for holiday. Am Am I wrong, Patrick? No, you're not wrong. That that that's that's a, a really tough pill to swallow that that happened, and they didn't find somebody whose ending destination was Miami, didn't have connecting flights, uh, and try and force them off off the plane instead of um, you know your friend here because you do have these people who have connecting flights. You do have people who have to get to meetings. They have certain time time constraint issues that they they need to you know to meet and. For the airline to do that, and what really upsets me is hearing the way that the customer service agent handled it at Air Canada. That 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 really should not happen that way. She should have been doing what she could to try and and help her get to Miami. Um, what I can say for anybody listening, and I've heard this, I know this with with cruises, and and this is probably is your fault. This was more the travel agent. They should have known this. A lot of times they say before catching a cruise, you should actually travel a day before because of items like this, whether a plane goes mechanical, weather issues, or in the case of denied boarding because the plane's oversold, because then you have a 24-hour period for them to try and get you there before your cruise. Um, So so for anybody listening who's thinking of booking a cruise and your cruise doesn't leave till 5 in the afternoon, I would book the day before and get a hotel and stay over if your flights are on time because then that gives you you know a little bit of a breathing space to make sure you make it okay now is air canada is uh, have they uh, covered their behind on this are they liable in any way um you know compensation is down to the airlines here in canada um there's no set rules i mean they're the cta can be approached, so she, she could go to the, the Canadian Transport Agency and, and put in a complaint that way. Um, Air Canada, they usually pay out that $800 for a delay of six hours or more. Now, the one thing I'm not sure is whether that's on top of ticket price or that's including ticket price. Um, I heard that last week when I was traveling to, to Los Angeles. People, it was oversold, and they said, we'll give you $800 if you volunteer um, to do that. So that seems to be kind of the going rate if the delay is over six hours. Um, no, I'm surprised Air Canada didn't try and get her on other flights. To, to, to get to Miami out of uh, from down east isn't too hard. You can connect through New York, Philadelphia, lots of cities. So uh, I'm surprised they didn't make. They that couldn't find her back. True. They couldn't find her back. And yeah, so I mean, this it's a really unfortunate amount. I think Air Canada right now really needs to step up and help help her out here. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. 
Fight Back with Libby Schneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. I'm here with passenger Victoria Russell, and we're talking about Air Canada and the way they bump people off flights that are totally paid for. In her case, it made her miss a hookup to a cruise, which means thousands of dollars lost, arrangements for a holiday, and very bad customer service. We've also got Patrick Soika on the line. He's an airline industry consumer advocate, uh, and uh, we're going to be taking your calls and comments. And uh, Patrick, uh, what do you think that Victoria can do now? I think Victoria needs to push. And that's the one thing with any of these denied boardings. Um, the airlines will always offer you the, uh, a very small amount. Um, in some places like the U.S. or Europe, there's, there are regulations in place where they have to offer you some. But in Canada, we don't have that. So uh, airlines like Air Canada and, and Western that will offer you the minimum amount to start with. But you can push back and, and, and typically get more. I think this one goes beyond just denied boarding. So Victoria's going to need to push Air Canada. You know, you're on her side as well, talking to them. So I, I hope there'll be a good resolution that, that comes to this. But but the key is, if, if this does happen to anybody, is you need to push for more. The airlines will and can give you more than what they first offer you. Uh-huh. What about uh, suing them in small claims court or something like that? That that's a possibility as well too. If it, it, because of this whole vacation uh, being, you know, cancelled essentially because of, of missing this flight, uh, my my first step would probably be before going to small claims court would be going to the CTA Canadian Transport Agency. Um, they can usually mediate uh, some sort of resolution, and it's not through the courts or anything like that, and it doesn't cost anything. So that would be the first step. There's also a gentleman out of Halifax, uh, I'm trying to remember his name here, who's kind of an air passenger rights advocate. And he's helped a lot of Canadians uh, get better compensation from from airlines. Um, you know, if I, if I find it, I can email it to you after. Okay. Uh, and then maybe that's something you can you know, discuss. He's, I know he's on Twitter and Facebook, and, he, and he's helped a lot of Canadians, more so with, with these type of like delays or airlines messing up tickets, losing luggage, things like that. And, and he helps out uh, with, with that kind of regard. Okay, Patrick, um, let's uh, go to the phones. We've got Sergip in Toronto. Hi, Sergip. Hi. Hello. Hello, you're on the air. Yes. Go ahead. Yes, hi. Uh, regarding the airlines, uh, my last flight to Air Canada was in 1997. <laughs> okay. On yeah. my way back from India, I took Lufthansa from uh, Delhi to, to, to Frankfurt. From Frankfurt, they somehow switched me to Air Canada. Now, Air Lufthansa was very nice. I had a problem with the stomach from India coming back. I was pretty well near the, you know, where. Anyhow, yep. when I got on Air Canada, I told them I have a problem. That stewardess was so rude. So rude. If she was off the plane, I would have slapped her, to be honest. Oh, my God. Stopped. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Oh, no, Two no, wrongs don't make a right. No, I, I'm not saying that I will do that, but the feeling was there. I should just give her a slap and smart me up a little bit. But the thing is, like, there, uh, there was a young, older lady, a stewardess. She comes up to me after a while and she asks me what happened. I said, well, this is what it is. I have a severe problem with the stomach. I'm just coming back from India for two, after two weeks. I just started before I got to the airport. She was sympathetic. She said to me, okay, 
Go sit on the bedhead seat, you know, the seat by the door. Yep, okay. Right, right near that uh, facility. So you had, you had a bad experience and you haven't been back for, for 20 years? I will never fly. Oh, I've been back and forth, Malaysia, Singapore, Australia, and everywhere, but I will never fly Air Canada, never. Okay, Sir Jip, thanks for that. Even, even if they paid me to do that. Okay, thank you for your call. Thank you. Thanks, Mike. Okay, so first of all, uh, we do not advocate uh, trying to solve the situation with anything violent, though I'm sure he meant that metaphorically. And I think uh, this is an example of, uh, you know, the kind of business loss you can suffer for really bad customer service. Here you have somebody who flies around the world, and he's never been back in 20 years because of one bad experience. Um, uh, Vicky, I mean, uh, what will it take for you to be satisfied? Have you thought about what you need from them? Uh, uh, well, I'd like to hear back from them, I guess, first of all, and see and so that they can discuss it and we can find out. I'd, I'd like to get my, my money back from the trip. Um, and we'll see. I, I also have travel insurance. So I'm going to see if that will help. Um, but I, I don't know whether they will cover. And um, Well, sure. the, I mean, this is a case, you know, where... You did everything right. You yes, got yeah. insurance. You arrived at the airport early, and um, and it was a as, series of errors. It was a Canada. series of errors, as you say. Uh, you are a zoomer, uh, traveling alone. Uh, you had a connection. It, it just sounds like uh, you know the the you know. I don't know. I, I I can't even characterize it. Patrick, what about you? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I hate hearing stories like this. Um, I, I'm a fan of Air Canada myself. You know, I fly them lots, just flew them last week. And we've, uh, I don't know, I guess I, I count myself lucky. My family, we've never had issues with them. And, you know, I mean, you get some, some workers who aren't as nice as others. But the, this one just seemed to, to really go beyond um, what would be considered, you know, normal or even just baseline customer service, and it's really unfortunate that they did this. Um, you know, what what Air Canada should have done is not just give a conversation; they should have found a flight. And if they can't find the luggage, then it's up to the airline to get that luggage to you. So, uh, potentially, she could have went to Miami and on to the Galapagos, and Victoria could have had her luggage delivered to her afterwards. I mean, it's. Uh, you don't want to go on a trip without your luggage, but if you get it a day or two or later, um, well, it's there, it's it's particularly tough on a cruise because you know if you're landing in a city, then you <laughs> yeah. can go and buy a few things, but uh, on a cruise ship, uh, that's uh, that's a little difficult. That that does get difficult, absolutely. You know, um, you know, there there's so many, I guess, extra little circumstances involved here that that made it made it really tough. Uh, honestly, right from the start, Air Canada should have just found somebody else, you know, pushed volunteers or pushed somebody who didn't have connecting flights off that flight and got Victoria on the flight. And, and you know, this headache wouldn't be happening. Okay. Uh, Patrick Zoika, thanks for your input on this. And if you find the name of that advocate, uh, please send it along. And we will, of course, post it on our website in addition to giving it uh, to, to Vicky. Um, and, uh, Air Canada, if you're listening, because we did get an email from Peter Fitzpatrick, we will be happy to give you, have your, let you have your say if there's another side to this story after you investigate. But you uh, have been asked to investigate for days now, uh, though it's probably a different department. Um, you know, you've, you've had the details of this story. And uh, to wh whoever trains uh, 
flight attendants, gate attendants. I mean, just uh, the way you were spoken to the, the, sounds yeah, really the, the, bad. The person at the gate really should have been reprimanded. Uh, it was it was dreadful, absolutely dreadful. I've I've traveled a lot, I've flown a lot, and this is the worst uh, experience I've had. Well, um, let's hope it is the worst that 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 you have, and uh, I'm assuming that uh, you're getting all your ducks in a row, and you're 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 going to pursue this. I will. Okay. Anything else you want to tell us before we break? Uh, no, I I, I I guess I don't know what to say for other travelers because I I thought I did everything right, and it was just uh, as I say, Air Canada I used to like, um, but it was just the the series of errors by customer relations, just one thing after another, no concern of time, no concern of customer relations or, you know, t- treating people decently, and that that was my problem and my whole issue with the whole thing. Okay, Victoria Russell, thanks, and good luck in uh, getting compensation for this. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.